You're listening to Invited In with Christine Boyle, where disability and faith meet. Here's your host, Christine Boyle. You are invited in. Well, hello, friends. Thank you for joining me today. I am so glad to be with you. I am getting over being a little under the weather. So if I have any coughs, sneezes, sniffles, bear with me. But I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, You know, I don't know. Today was just a little bit of a hard day for me. And um, I know anyone, whether disability is part of your journey or not, Anybody can relate to just a day that's just kind of hard. And um, and I felt like, gosh, I just need to sit down and just talk. I need to just sit down and record today. So this isn't super planned, but this is just something I just felt the Lord just reminding me of today. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting close, um, my husband and I and my son, Kevin, to the two-year anniversary of my daughter's passing. And I'm going to be sharing about that in some of my podcasts in the near future. And we're also getting near to our big Disney princess run at Disney World that we do every February. And I'm going to be sharing about that really soon as well. And I'm super pumped because I have a couple interviews scheduled with some amazing people who I have a lot of respect for and just think the world of. And I think they have some great things to share with you because I know they've taught me and have encouraged me. And so I cannot wait to share these couple guests with you as well. So we have a lot of big things to look forward to um, and some really impactful podcasts to look forward to on Invited In. And I can't wait to get to do that with you. But, you know, today I was just thinking, again, just kind of a hard day. It was a day that I just spent a lot of time advocating, typing emails, um, you know, I'll, I'll sum it up and just share with you quickly. But like, you know, my son's wheelchair lift broke. And so have you ever cranked a wheelchair lift? Um, by the way, I drive a 15 passenger Ford Transit. So um, I'm about five foot two. And I drive yeah, a 15 passenger Ford Transit. If you don't know what a Ford Transit is, think FedEx. Um, <laughs> truly, think FedEx and, and that's me. But again, 5'2", so my head's barely above the steering wheel. And um, you know, the cool thing, I'll say this, going off on a tangent here, but here's what I want to share with you. Sometimes being a special needs parent will humble you, right? And you know, a lot of moms, they get a little humbled by, man, I just became a minivan mom. So what do you think I felt like the first time I transitioned from a minivan mom to a FedEx mom? I mean, honestly, that'll that'll do something to your pride. Um, but but here's how good God is. Here's how faithful he is. So in the midst of kind of like, am I really driving a 15 passenger for transit? Here's what the Lord showed me now. Most of you, this is probably not your first invited in podcast. You probably know some of my story, but in case you don't, um, the reason I drive a 15 passenger for transit is because both of my kids used and use wheelchairs. And so there's a purpose to that Ford transit. And I'm not going to lie. I do get a lot of stares in that Ford transit. I do. A lot of times it's more when I'm walking you know, like stepping out of it. Um, because there is something kind of like, 
why does she drive that? Oh, she's really little. You know, it's just, yeah, just kind of funny. But I would say, you know, those moments early on when it's like kind of doing something to your ego, because not only is this Ford Transit what I would drive my kids in, but this is like what I'm driving to the grocery store and this is what I'm going through the Starbucks drive through in. This is um, this is my day-to-day vehicle, okay? <laughs> so everywhere I go, I'm in this Ford Transit. But here's what the Lord showed me. He showed me that there is so much purpose in that vehicle and I get to transport and got, because as you know, my daughter Courtney went home to be with Jesus um, almost two years ago. I got to drive them in this vehicle. What an honor and a privilege to get to drive them in that vehicle, to get to be the mom of these two kids. And so I think this even ties in beautifully to sometimes we have those moments on days when it's hard, days when we're typing emails, days when we're advocating maybe over a medical bill or, you know, the wheelchair lifts broke and you have to fill out a gazillion things of paperwork and get your car assessed by, your van assessed by a certified mechanic to get the wheelchair lift replaced or you're hand cranking that wheelchair lift, right? Um, Sometimes we can slip into those moments of this is so hard and never, ever, ever tell yourself that you can't say and recognize how hard and how unique your journey is. But I would say, always stop and remind yourself that you get to do this. Because I can promise you this, being a mom who has lost their child, man, would I give anything to be able to put her in that FedEx van again, right? So never forget that even though it's hard, thank you, Lord, that I get to be the one to type that email. Thank you, Jesus, that I get to be the one to provide transportation safely for my kids. Thank you that I get to parent these kids. Thank you that I get to love them each and every day, right? Because when when the world can beat us down, we have to be able to counter that right? We have to have something in our back pocket, in our hearts, in our minds to counter that. And for me, being a follower of Christ, that countering those, those um, you know, attacks from the world, those attacks from the enemy, those come from Jesus, right? The countering that I can do comes from Jesus. It comes from renewing my mind and what the Bible says to be true, renewing my mind of what I know to be true about Christ and what I know to be true about my kids, what I know to be true about this journey. And so that is what I wanted to just share with you today. Um, so I don't want to say my brain kind of went on this little spiral, but it kind of did for a second and not in a bad way, but just in like, whew, okay, this is hard. And then I just thought, I know the things I feel and the things I experience are not just for Christine Boyle. I know that I'm not the only one feeling and experiencing these things. And so sometimes when I'm walking through something, my brain just automatically defaults to, I have to tell someone this or or now that I have this podcast, I have to share this with my audience because I know I'm not the only one 
feeling, experiencing, thinking these things. And some of this went back to last week, this mom that um, I'm just kind of loosely acquainted to on Facebook. She had posted something about her daughter, and then she shared this horrific statement that a physician had said to her about her daughter at one point. (laughs) And my comment to her when I read her statement was like something along the lines of, are you kidding me? And then I said, I think I'm going to do a podcast about all the ignorant things that get said to us. But really, you know, I'm not going to pick on physicians, although maybe someday I will sit and do a podcast on, hey, special needs moms, caregivers, tell me, tell me the things that have been said to you. Let's just share some of the ways that the world has just beat us down. But let's talk about what the truth is. Let's talk about what the truth and the hope is in Christ. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. But when I was thinking about this today, it made me think about some of the things I have heard about my kids. I'm going to give you two just quick examples that of things that have been said to me by physicians, right? And again, this this podcast is not about just physicians, but but you'll get the point. So I was thinking two different things. I was thinking when Courtney was very, very new, like firstborn, I remember one of the first neurologists who um, was talking to me about her, you know, and keep in mind, I'm 18 years old. I'm single. He obviously didn't realize I was single. He probably obviously didn't realize I was only 18 years old. But I remember him saying to me to go on a waiting list for a nursing home, because if you and your husband want to have healthy kids, you're not going to be able to do this. Man, how crazy is that, right? If you and your husband want to have healthy kids, okay, so right there, you're basically saying my child's not as valuable as someone who doesn't have disabilities, but then you're also telling me that I can't do this. And I remember even writing a Facebook post a couple years ago, well, I guess more than a couple years ago now, probably four years ago, I'm going to guess, when I got on an elevator with that physician And he smiled at me because he recognized me, but he couldn't quite place me. Sure, you can relate to that. But he looked at me and he said, kind of remember you. He said, you're a good mom. And everything in me just wanted to scream. But do you remember what you told me when my baby was a week old? And I didn't say that. And I probably should have, to be honest with you. Not out of bitterness, not out of resentment. But because as humans, and especially people in the medical world who have a voice and their opinions carry weight, especially a week after you give birth to your child, right? I probably should have used that as a teaching moment, right? I probably should have. And then I was thinking about this other time where I was meeting a new doctor for Courtney And we were in the midst of our adoption process, right, with Kevin. So Kevin, yeah, he wasn't home yet. But I remember telling her about Kevin. You know, so at that point, I'm telling her how disabled he is, that he's, you know, 18 pounds at, you know, he was probably seven years old at the time, let's say. And and she looks at me and she says, well, I would at least want one that can walk and talk. Wow right? (laughs) I mean, you almost have to laugh, otherwise you'll cry, right? Um, But no, I share that because 
what I just felt so heavy on my heart today was just, again, the world is going to beat you down. The world is going to tell you your kid or that loved one, or even you, if you're the one with the disability, the world is going to tell you you are not worthy. The world is going to tell you you're not good enough. The world is going to tell you that you're better off dead at times. The world is going to tell you you're better off institutionalized or your kid is better off institutionalized or that you're less than because you cannot walk and talk. And honestly, I think some of this is really fresh on my heart, even though these are things I've processed for years and years and years and have worked through with the Lord. But I was just recently at... um, this podfest. Um, it was a, a conference for podcasters. And man, you know, what do you do at this at this podfest? You go up to people and you just start these organic conversations. Hey, what do you do? And you know, 99% of the people there are podcasters. There, there's a little bit of an exception to that, but but most of them are podcasters, right? So you start off with what do you do? You know the answer is gonna be I have a podcast or I'm getting ready to start a podcast. And then it's, well, what is it about? And I felt like for three days straight, all I did was share my story and share my journey of being a mom with two disabled kids. And man, there's people I connected with on such a beautiful level. Like one one lady got up and was a speaker and she shared about being a palliative and hospice physician And oh, did I find her quickly after she talked and I went up to her and I just said, hey, I have to tell you my story. I have to tell you how what you do matters, how it changed my life and how it changed my daughter's life and my family's life. And she stopped and she was like, can I just record you right now? And I was like, yes, please, because I have to recognize the good that you do and the way people like you have changed this journey for me. And so as much as I want to say, I'm going to talk to you today about what to do when someone is just kind of beating you down or you feel beat down by the world. But I also want to tell you when you meet someone who's doing something amazing in the world of disability, stop and tell them that. (laughs) Like even if you feel so silly or so uncomfortable, I want to challenge you I'm not just going to encourage you today. I'm going to challenge you. Stop and tell them that. Stop and thank them. Even if it's maybe something that has not personally impacted you, but you know that they are doing something good to serve this discriminated population, this overlooked population, this devalued population. Please just, again, I'm going to challenge you. Thank them. Encourage them. Tell them what they're doing is meaningful and powerful and it's changing lives, right? Thank thank them for loving this community. Thank them for for coming alongside this community. We don't do it enough, but I want to challenge you to do that, okay? I want to challenge you to do that. Maybe even right now, if you can, think about one person that you know that's doing something amazing in the disability community. Okay, it could be a teacher, it could be a social worker, it could be the pharmacist that 
that battles Medicaid for you for your kids' prescriptions. It could be that comprehensive care physician who um, doesn't have enough support staff that patiently answers your on-call questions, you know, that you may have. Um, it may be the barber that comes to your home to cut your kid's hair that has autism. You name it. Think of something. It could be the person at your church that faithfully serves in disability ministry. It could be the person who transports your child to school that picks them up um, Monday through Friday and brings your child to and from school. Okay, you name it. I, I, I mean, there's a million different people it could be, right? I want you to think of a way to say thank you to just one of those people, whether it's a text, whether you write a card, um, whether you make a phone call, send an email. Will you just thank one person today who is on your side and valuing and loving this community? Would you do that? I'm going to do that. I did that at this conference, but I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to do that again um, either today or tomorrow. I'm going to reach out to someone and just say thank you and just offer a word of an encouragement to that person. Because you know what? If you need it as a parent or as a caregiver or as someone with a disability, so do the people who are serving us and serving us well, right? But more importantly, here's what I want to share with you today. And this is something I got to tell my daughter, Courtney, so often. Um, and, I, and, I, and I say it to Kevin as well, but Courtney was a lot more disabled than Kevin was, had a lot more health challenges than Kevin did, was in the hospital more, had more doctors, you know, more instability, all of that. And so I feel like just opportunities came up more and times came up more that I, I had to say this to her. But I would often look at Court and I would often tell her, Court, the world's going to tell you you're lacking everything. The world's going to tell you you're lacking so much by not being able to walk or talk. But with Christ, you have everything. You lack nothing. And I would get to look in her little eyes, <laughs> those sweet little eyes that just trusted me and trusted what I had to say and that trusted Jesus. But she needed me to tell her the truth about Jesus. And you see, the truth is, is that the Bible tells us that apart from Christ, we have nothing. But my truth to Courtney, and really, truly, the truth to all of us was that, but with Christ, you have everything, everything. So, you know, think of that physician who said, well, I would want one. I would at least want one that walks and talks. Does walking and talking matter more than having Christ. Because there's a lot of people that walk and talk who want nothing to do with Jesus, who don't know Jesus, right? They may have five different degrees, all these fancy credentials, right? But they may be so lost and according to the word of God, have nothing. And then you have what the world says is nothing that has everything. So to the mom who has a kid that's in the hospital right now, who can't walk, can't talk, maybe last week was just fighting for their life, that child knows Jesus <laughs> and has Jesus. That child has everything. It's not a matter 
of what our bodies can do or can't do. It's a simple but profound matter of, but do we have Christ? Do we have Christ? Because the cool thing, and this is why, honestly, I was actually talking to a Christian podcaster this weekend. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, like, is it scary to share your view? Um, And here's why I'm not scared at all to share the simplicity, but the profoundness of just the message of Christ. Number one, because it's changed my life. Because you guys know my story. I've shared my story of crossing from death to life in Christ. And I love just getting to declare what Jesus has done for me and what Jesus has done for my family. But here's what I love, love, love about Jesus. Everything is backwards in the world of Jesus. Everything. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And when you just watch Jesus whether it's in something like The Chosen that I'm absolutely obsessed with and love watching because it just is this beautiful visual of who Jesus was and what he did, or whether it's you're just sitting and reading your Bible and reading through the Gospels and you're seeing the people that Jesus hung out with, the people that he spent time with, the people that he defended, the people that he saved, the people that he drew near to, It was all backwards and it made the religious people crazy, crazy, right? Because their perspective was you got to have it all together. You got to follow these gazillion rules. And they outcasted the people like my kids and people. If you're listening and you're a mom or you're a dad, you're a caregiver or you have a disability, or you work with people with disabilities, that, that's who they threw out. That's who they outcasted. That's who wasn't allowed into the temples, right? Were those people, right? Those are the people that Jesus knelt down next to. And he acknowledged their suffering. He acknowledged their disability. He acknowledged their pain. He acknowledged the way they were excommunicated from their families, from the church, right? He drew near to them. He came to them. And not even just the people with disabilities, but you're talking people that were prostitutes. You're talking people who had 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 five husbands, right? People who the the, that they just said, you're not good enough. You can't be with us. Right. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to meet that person and I'm going to change them. And that is what I love about Jesus. (laughs) Truly, that is what I love is that I can confidently say no, he, he drew near and he cares deeply for people like my kids, for people like my dad, for this, this woman who was a teen mom in an abortion clinic 23 years ago. Everything about Jesus is backwards. The last shall be first. The first shall be last. My power is made perfect in weakness is what we're told in the Bible. You know, we're told in this world we have to have it all together. We're told that if our bodies are broken, we're not worthy. We're told if we need extra care, that we're a burden. We're told that if we have a learning disability, that we're stupid, right? Or we're pitied, right? And yet God promises over and over and shows us over and over again in the Bible that really it's in those weaknesses that he actually shows up and he shows his glory and he shows his power. And the Apostle Paul tells us that, gosh, we should actually boast in our weaknesses 
We should actually rejoice when we're weak because then the power of Christ can rest on us. Then the power of Christ can be seen in us. The Bible tells us that we're all these beat up jars of clay, okay? Beat up, cracked, chipped away at, right? We're per- persecuted, we're abandoned, right? All these different things the Bible tells us. But then it says, but we're not destroyed because inside of us is the power of God. And that's the beauty is that when we're broken and wounded and bruised on the outside, disabled on the outside, but Christ is on the inside, it gives this perfect vessel for people to see the power of God and know that it can only be the power of God. I know I saw that. I'll tell you what, that's one of the things I miss the most about my daughter. So many things I miss about her. But one of the things Dan and I sometimes just sit and have conversations about is how we miss just that front row seat to miracle after miracle of just watching God's power in her life. And that is and that is some of the reason I was able to just look at her with the authority of the word of God, but then just with what I saw and experienced, I was able to just look at her and just say, Court, you are lacking nothing. You are lacking nothing. So when the world stares at you, stare back and we're going to smile. We're going to hold our heads up high, right? Because in Christ, you are lacking nothing. You are this jar of clay that the world gets to just stop and go, that was Jesus. I just saw Jesus. And man, do I miss that. I miss getting to see that in her life. But I got to see it and I got to watch it. And I get to see it in Kevin's life too. And I see it in my own life. Sometimes those times when I feel so inept and I feel so, you know, like I got nothing to offer. Those are those times where God just meets me where I'm at and does something only he can do. It's the FedEx van, (laughs) right? It's the FedEx van. It's the humility, the um, humbleness, the, the brokenness on the outside, right? the embarrassment of of the FedEx van on the outside. But man, inside was the treasure. Inside, I had these treasures in there, right? These precious kids that God had entrusted to me. And I still do. The world looks at the outside. God looks at the heart. God looks at the inside. And he delights in showing up. He delights in showing up in the weak, the broken. And he promises to do his best work in our weakness, in our brokenness. Isn't that good news? I mean, truly, isn't that the best news ever? And I want you to just hear that, my friend. (laughs) I want you to just hear that. And I want you to just, please just take a couple minutes to just think about that, rejoice in that. Thank God for that, that that is his truth that that is the truth of the Bible, that is the truth of God, the truth of Jesus. He does his best work when we're broken. The world is always, or often, I should say, the world is often going to miss that. And so I'm going to give you another challenge, okay? Here's my challenge to you. And I'm challenging myself too as I say this. I remember years ago, years and years and years ago, 
I remember there would just be times where I'd be like, I don't have the strength to like walk into a Target today. And if you have someone in your life that has a very significant disability that, you know, is very apparent, very seen, very noticed, um, sometimes you feel that way, right? I bet you can relate to that. Whether it's just the physical, how to get out, you know, to Target or get to that place, or whether it's that emotional pain that you can feel as people stare, as people watch, as kids gawk, right? All those different things you can feel and experience. But I remember just having to get to the point of going, okay, Court, we are going to hold our head up high because this is what Jesus has called us to do. He has called us to live life to the fullest. He has called us to be ambassadors for him. We have the greatest message in our hearts, in our minds, right? We know the hope of Christ. And it's really, truly the world that's broken. And we need to be that jar of clay that shows to the world Jesus. And so there was this pivotal moment in my life as a mom where I had to push myself to just say, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. But I have to put myself out there and have to accept the fact that I'm going to get the stares. I'm going to get the comments. I'm going to get, you know, just those those bites, those bruises, those beatdowns from the world at times. But it's going to be worth it because I'm identifying with Christ. If I'm being misunderstood, Christ was misunderstood first, right? If, if I'm being mocked or my kid's being mocked, Christ was mocked first, right? But he calls us out and he calls us into the world. There have been so many times that just sometimes even just simply being out in the world is just so hard and so painful, right? I mean, again, even those examples I gave of those things, those physicians had said to me, like, that's that's at a pediatric hospital, right? And that's only like two. I could probably name 20 horrific things <laughs> that have been said to me over the years, maybe even more than that. But here's what I want to encourage you with and challenge you with. You get to bring hope and you get to show Christ and you have the truth. You get to enter into those places that are hard and you get to display Christ. And many times our family has been at things where someone just comes up to us and goes, I've watched you. I've watched you with your kids for the last half hour and they're just amazed. And so again, you get to walk out of your house. You get to live life and it's going to be hard. There's going to be days where you feel beat down. But this is where we need to know the word of God. We need to know who Jesus is, who Jesus was, and build ourselves up in the confidence of Christ. But we also need to know that we are carrying in us the hope of Christ, the truth of Christ, and our kids are and our loved ones are that know the Lord. And no matter what the world says, the truth is the truth, right? The truth is the truth. The truth is they are valued. They have purpose. They are loved. They are bought with the blood of Christ. They're made in the image of God. That even in weakness, he's going to show up. And we get to go out into this world and we get to show Jesus. Because again, the Bible says that apart from Christ, you can do nothing. You have nothing. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, just think of that for a second. I mean, I get so excited even when I say this. Like, think of that. That is how backwards Jesus is. <laughs> like, you get to go out in the world and yeah, there's going to be some persecution. There's going to be 
these times where you're just beat down and you feel you can feel discouraged. But then you have to remember that confidence in Christ and then you get to go, no, I'm actually being an ambassador for Christ and getting to go out into this world knowing that even though to the world we seem broken, we actually have the fullness of Christ. We're lacking nothing. And the world needs us because the world is desperate for hope and truth, right? And so you get to be this beautiful living example of who Christ is. And you get to do it just by loving your kid well, loving that person well, advocating for them well, showing up, caring for them well, so many ways, right? Just doing life out in the world. You get to show Christ. It's always an opportunity to show Jesus. And so my friend, again, I leave you with the beautiful truth that in Christ, no matter how disabled you are, no matter how weak you are, you are a jar of clay that holds the all-surpassing power of Christ in you that you get to show to the world, that the world gets to see. That is why Jesus says, and that is why the Bible tells us that his power is made perfect in weakness. And so again, when we get to, you know, figuratively drive our FedEx vans around, right? Or we struggle as we're lifting a wheelchair in and out of a vehicle or our kid, you know, spits up or our kid's having a tantrum, like just trust God that he's still using it, that he's using it to show his glory. He's using it to show his goodness. He's using it to show the world himself and continue to encourage yourself, challenge yourself, renew your mind in knowing that you are that vessel that gets to take Jesus to the world. And how Jesus uses the least, the last, and the lost a lot of times to do that, right? He uses things that the world would say are of no value to often usher into the world his glory, his purposes, his power. So be encouraged, my friend. And um, again, send me a message. You can message me through Facebook. You can message me through Instagram. You can message me through my website. Tell me, who is it that you were able to go to and thank them? Thanks for spending the time with me, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Invited In with Christine Boyle. Follow and subscribe, and please leave a review or rating. Visit christineboyle.com to have Christine speak at your next event. 